Well, hello again. Just here with Terrence Weeb. I want to talk about his journey through faith. And, uh, and I, I, I was looking forward to this one, actually. I really am because I, I really love you. <laughs> and I wanted to hear, you know, hear some of this myself. So, I mean, that's, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really happy that you, you're okay with doing this. So why don't we just start with uh, where did you come from? Tell me about your family. You know, I know you're from Winnipeg, but, you know, the, the emotional, where did you come from? Like, where have you been? Sure. Well, as far as my testimony goes, I grew up in the church. I grew up in a family with a legacy of faith on both sides for many generations. I have a Mennonite background, so I grew up hearing those stories of where my families had lived and how they had moved to different places and how they had ended up in Canada, in Winnipeg. So I was always exposed to the church, to Jesus, to the good news. The way I put it is I was handed the greatest truths of life on a silver platter from infancy. So I'm grateful for that. And yeah, it was, I suppose that's one of the saddest things about my testimony. It's like I said, I feel like I was handed these great truths of life. And then I see relatives, uh, cousins, peers, who were given the same and then rejected it as well. Mm. So there's a lot of things that I've worked through there, why that's happened, why that mm. would happen, why God would let that happen. Right. So. What, like, what was the moment though where it was very clearly became yours? Because we can live our faith through other people, even through our parents, and we can live our faith through our family structure and, and the culture that we come through. You know, especially in the Mennonite culture, there mm -hmm. is this very steep tradition, right? But for you yourself, when was, when was that aha moment where you thought, this is mine? I would say that happened very gradually. Mm -hmm. I learned to understand various truths about following Jesus at different times in life. You know, it was uh, when I was eight years old, but I was told, oh, you need to actually have a conversion experience the way it was put which i'm sure many of us are familiar with was you have to ask jesus into your heart mm. really meaning make jesus lord of your life actually surrender to him so while that happened at a young age uh, i was baptized when i was 12 which at least in the church that i grew up in was considered very young mm. But at the same time, there were these things where I knew that my faith was my own and I had to make it my own over time. Right. There were a lot of things that I had to realize for myself or at least truths that I had to internalize for myself. Mm -hmm. uh, whether and it very much came to be like certain things were true certain things were required whether i saw that in my family in my church in others or not mm -hmm. so there actually was not i, I can't say that there is any one moment when right that became my own right but was it, there a a point though that was like a crisis of faith like you know what i mean by that is that you know there there's always kind of a moment where you have to choose what you believe, like, um, and and it's called a crisis of faith, where you know you you can't really kind of be 
in a general, you have to actually think specific from the standpoint of like, okay, I am a Christian, right? And uh, and there's usually a, a, ten, a t- point of tension that draws us to that, you know, conclusion. It could, people can say it would be coming to Christ. It can be through other things as well. But like, mm-hmm. did you have that kind of point of conviction that developed for you? There's no wrong answer to that. I'm just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just curious. Yeah, I definitely had a few. Like I said, there was that early moment when I was mm-hmm. about... And I remember hearing as a very young child, it's like, oh, you need to believe in God. You need to believe in Jesus. And I never actually had a problem with that. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, you need to actually surrender your life to God. Okay. Right. And that was fine. And then there were definitely crisis moments growing up and even until recently right where there were these watershed moments of okay what are you going to do now Mm. these moments of some of them i was very aware at the time some of them looking back i'm aware that they were these watershed moments Mm. of i can choose to follow jesus now or i can choose to go down a dark path right right and Hmm. perhaps the bad decisions that i have made i don't have as clear a view on because (laughs) there are those times right when god allows us to go down a dark path for a time sure Sure. but there are also were also these times when i was aware of what i had to do and Hmm. did what i am convicted was the right thing Hmm. the god honoring thing the jesus following thing right yeah so i have had those crises those doubts and have had to choose what i believe in to right put it generally yeah yeah and and what about like the the mennonite culture that you were raised in and around compared to our to where you are now um, you know, would you say that you still have you know, that that uh, that cultural backdrop, or do you feel like you've moved through and beyond that, or what? What does that look like? I definitely have that cultural backdrop. Mm-hmm. Uh, when asked, "Are you a Mennonite?" Uh, my response is with another question: "What does that mean to you?" Right. <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> because <laughs> it is an unfortunately loaded term Mm -hmm. are you referring to faith are you referring to a culture right which should not be that way because the whole idea was it was historically what being a mennonite is supposed to be about Mm -hmm. is about living your faith in such a convicted way that you live your life in a certain way and you want to do that in community with others so I definitely have a heritage of faith because of my Mennonite background. Mm. I grew up in mostly the Mennonite Brethren Church Mm. and learned a lot there. I went to a school that was uh, affiliated with the Mennonite Brethren Church Mm. and I learned a lot and I had some great examples. At the same time, there is, I was definitely confronted in the last several years with the problems when heritage and faith Mm. are so closely tied together Mm. and i did have to decide to to abandon that right in 
to follow Jesus. I am, I am quite convicted yeah. that that is what happens. So I bear no bitterness mm. about my background. I believe that I am able to look at it very honestly and see mm. the good and the bad in that. And I owe a lot to the Heavenly Father for mm. the the family that I was put in, the background that I was given, right. especially when I see the struggles that so many people have mm-hmm. in in family conflict when pursuing faith. Right. So now you have a brood of really amazing kids. <laughs> like they're all just spectacular people. A metric or an imperial brood. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> but they're all like really great. And they are. So how like knowing yourself how you've grown up within that culture how what would what would be a piece of advice you'd give them to pursue jesus because i like what you said that you've had to make choices towards jesus mm-hmm. along the way and I, i've seen that even in the short time i've known you uh, already um so how would you inspire your kids what what a piece of advice would you give them to pursue jesus and make those decisions <laughs> it's a loaded question that, wow <laughs> yeah that's a very good question <laughs> Makes me wonder what I've been telling my kids if I can't answer well, this question. the right thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would tell them that it is worth it and it is worth whatever earthly hardship mm. might come up. Mm-hmm. And that is, yeah. I feel very convicted saying that now <laughs> just because, oh, okay, when, t- when have I chosen my own comfort over... Mm over following Jesus or things like that when when I should have chosen to bear my cross. Mm-hmm. But yes, to simply say to my children, say, I'm going to make mistakes. You're, those around you are going to make mistakes. God will not make mistakes. Mm-hmm. So if there is something that you are convinced of, in terms of what God is asking of you, then that is the right thing, even if it seems foolish to me, hmm. even if it seems, especially if it seems foolish to the world. Hmm. But you know, they're going to listen to this too, right? <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> that's fantastic advice. I love you, kids. <laughs> what uh, if Jesus was sitting beside you right now? What would you say? Isn't to him? he? No, of course he is. <laughs> Two or more are gathered. Sure. Yes, yeah, sure. Yeah. What would you say to him? Oh, love you. Mm. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have this. um, I have these conflicting images in my in my mind. It's always, oh, what are you going to do when you on Judgment Day when you see Jesus? Or what would you do if Jesus was in front of you? And I have uh, one of these images I have of myself is when Scripture talks about how as God's children, as disciples of Jesus Christ, that we're, it's like we're invited as guests to a royal banquet. Mm. And I have this image of myself showing up in this banquet hall Mm. in humble clothes, holding my cap in my hand, (laughs) asking for maybe a little bit of something. Mm. And then, there's Jesus at the banquet table pointing to this magnificent spread in front of him saying, this is all yours. 
<laughs> so, yeah, so I would say thank you. <laughs> yeah, I don't, you know, <laughs> do I run up and embrace him? Do I fall on my face before him? All of the above at the same time. I don't know. It's, yeah. 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 What do you do? What do you do when confronted with the God of the universe mm -hmm. who calls us his friends? Yeah. That's, yeah. That is a remarkably humbling thought. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to close chapter one here. I hope we can pick this up another day and continue on sure. in deeper ways. But thank you, Terrence. I really appreciate your, thank you. your honesty and your, your, your time you've given us. And, um, yeah, blessings to you. <laughs>